0: Hello, this is Ian from 4PR Voice of the People, and we're presenting a speech given by a registered nurse over the weekend during the anti-vaccination demonstrations in Australia. It is interesting to listen to this speech, whilst it makes a number of very good points about the importance of a community response to the pandemic. At the same time, on a political level, there are issues that should be raised. Firstly, the anti-vaxxers that demonstrated over the weekend in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane, you'll never hear them acknowledge that the reason why they were able to demonstrate, particularly in Brisbane, in the first place was because a generation ago, thousands of people put their bodies on the line and challenged the right-wing government over its laws restricting the rights of assembly and of marching. Thousands of people were arrested over 3000. And during that time, a number of people were thrown in jail. And a, a number of people also lost their jobs because of the interference of special branch. You won't hear the right wingers who are crying out for freedom from vaccination and lockdowns. You won't hear them talking about the reasons why they were permitted to march over the weekend. Anyway, the other other points that should be made is that Australia has achieved a high level of vaccination uh, by people over sixteen. children haven't been vaccinated yet. When they talk about ninety percent of people have received their first jab, that's only ninety percent of the adult population. It doesn't the entire population is really not much above fifty or sixty percent. There's something to be considered there. The other thing is that there's a general ignorance about how the body responds to a disease like COVID-19. Um, basically, the immune system of the body, and people are playing upon those that ignorance um, in order to achieve political objectives. So we should be wary of the opportunism that is inherent in a number of the uh, speeches that are being made. However. We'd like to present this speech from the two groups that organised the small rally over the weekend in King George Square. They were the Socialist Alternative and the Anarchist Communists Biangin. And here is what one of the speakers, Axel, had to say.
1: Okay, thanks a lot Priya. Uh, I'd just like to also begin by acknowledging the Yagra and Turrbal people, uh, the Elders past and present, whose land we're rallying on today. This land, of course, was never ceded, it was stolen, and this movement, our movement for uh, public health and social justice, should be framed in light of that historical reality. So why are we rallying here today? In my mind, there's a few reasons. We're here to show our support for the vaccination effort and for sensible public health measures to curb the spread of the virus. We're here to advocate for lockdowns when they're necessary with proper government payments and job guarantees so people can stay at home. We need to push for sensible quarantine requirements and suitable quarantine facilities with proper ventilation to allow people to come home or travel interstate safely. We need proper ventilation in our workplaces and our schools to reduce transmission. We know the virus is spread by airborne particles, so air filters and proper ventilation facilities are an absolute requirement. And importantly for today, we're here to counter the dangerous conspiracy tinfoil hat brigade that are rallying on the other side of the city today and in other cities across the country. These people would like to put out the message that they are the voice of a silent majority of people who are opposed to government overreach and government lockdowns and uh, vaccination requirements. Well, we're here today to show them that's not the case. These people are, in fact, a tiny, petulant minority. But we shouldn't underestimate the movement we're rallying against. They're a dangerous political force, albeit chaotic, and we must make a stand against them. The issue of vaccinations and lockdowns has been cynically exploited by nefarious political actors who seek to push their far-right agenda. It has been used to undermine social democratic politicians such as in Australia, Labor premiers Dan Andrews, Anastasia Palaszczuk and Mark McGowan. And more frightening than that, it has been used to undermine our collective solidarity as people and as workers. And to undermine the Union movement. Jay! And no more clearly has this been seen than the attack on the CFMEU headquarters in Melbourne a couple of months ago. Jay! Jay! This is a frightening example of how the far right are becoming emboldened by this movement. The anti-vaxxers compare COVID restrictions and vaccines to Nazi Germany while they quite literally march alongside neo-Nazis at their rallies. Jay! Jay! In rallies this week, protesters held Trump flags alongside Eureka flags, Disgracing the legacy of the union movement, and had effigies of Labor premiers in gallows. Shame on them! This rise of Trump-style libertarianism is a massive regression in politics in Australia. This bankrupt ideology is the ideology of a child refusing to do their chores to contribute to the household demanding all the benefits of a civilised society without any of the responsibilities. But I stress again, these people are a minority. This week, Australia has reached a milestone of 90% first dose vaccinations for people over 16. Which is a great step towards having good vaccine coverage. But complacency is the enemy and we still have a long way to go. Unfortunately, in Queensland vaccination rates are lagging far behind the rest of the country. With states opening up in coming weeks and restrictions on international arrivals likely to be loosened in the coming months, we need to keep up this effort to implore people to get the jab for the safety of our communities. So why has this become such a point of contention? Vaccination is a very minor imposition or inconvenience on the individual for the most part. But one with a tremendous benefit for society it's become a, a political tool and my theory is because the benefit of vaccines is not clearly apparent when you have them and it's the same with lockdowns you can't experience the disease that you don't catch and you don't see the outbreak that was prevented when preventative measures work you don't see the effect it requires a trust in the science and i get that for some people that's a big ask for vulnerable people who the government and the medical scientific establishment has mistreated. That mistrust is not unfounded. Preventative medicine is a hard sell. To ask someone to take a medicine for an illness that they don't have is a hard sell. But there are far too many people in the anti-vax movement who are willfully ignorant, who, who are disingenuous, and who by their own choosing jeopardise our collective efforts to survive this pandemic. Yeah vaccinations work on an individual level they drastically reduce your chances of getting severe covid and ending up in hospital on a population level they reduce transmission by reducing the amount of time people are infectious and reducing respiratory symptoms which spread the disease when sydney opened up out of lockdown recently in what seemed like a reckless decision at the time a lot of people were concerned myself included that we were on the brink of a massive COVID outbreak in Australia. Instead, daily case numbers stabilised. While COVID is still well and truly out in the community with around two to three hundred cases a day in New South Wales. And I don't want to minimise that fact. The fact that there was no huge spike in cases should be evidence enough that the vaccine works. But as our international borders open, people's immunity from their second dose will begin to wane. If we can't encourage the last 10% of people to get vaccinated, and if people don't keep on top of their booster jabs, their third jab and beyond, we'll begin to see a tsunami of cases. Next winter will be a harrowing test for our public health system, as COVID becomes endemic and a potentially large influenza season takes hold. Having worked as a nurse in the public health system, I can tell you it is bursting at the seams and it will not cope with a um, surge in infections. So for the sake of protecting ourselves, protecting our communities, protecting our health system, we need to keep getting vaccinated, keep wearing masks and social distancing, keep staying at home when we're sick and keep coming out to counter these reality-denying lunatics because next year and beyond, we're
0: going to face the real test. I'm going to explain the difference between an antibody and a vaccine. There is widespread confusion and ignorance about how the human body reacts to COVID-19. Firstly, an antibody is an agent that attacks bacteria. So if you get a bacterial infection, then antibodies are created against that infection. And an antibiotic is an artificial way of introducing antibodies into your system that will attack a bacteria. Antibiotics do not attack viruses. COVID-19 is a virus. There are some antivirology drugs which do attempt to do that, but the antibiotics that we get for a pneumonia, they are attacking bacteria, not viruses. Now, when a a COVID-19 virus gets into your body, what it does is it tries to enter the cells of your body. And that's the reason why an antibiotic doesn't work against a virus, because bacteria are just cells themselves and they can be attacked by an antibiotic. But a virus cannot because it's already got inside your cells. However, your immune system develops proteins which can stop that virus from reproducing itself and making the proteins necessary for it to take over your body. It does so by attaching itself to the the virus in various ways. Now that's not the totality of your immune system. There are other things cells for example macrophages mast cells and other cells uh, leukocytes that also go and attack the, 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 um, the bad cells that have been infected, and um, they filter it through your lymph system. And th- this is a, a complex response. Now, when you get a vaccine, it introduces a protein that's a bit like COVID-19, but it's not COVID-19. And all it does is it alerts your body to the fact that when COVID-19 comes along and tries to enter your body through the nose and through your respiratory system, the body will be ready with its, its own antibodies and its own response. So it can expel the virus quicker than someone who doesn't. It appears that some people don't show any response when they get infected by and COVID-19, they don't have any symptoms. And they have um, a, an immune system which just seems to be able to tackle it of itself. But most of us, we need to be made alert, our bodies need to be made alert to the fact that when the v- virus comes, they can challenge those viruses. This all relates to the fact that COVID-19 is a unique virus that hasn't occurred in human populations before, so our bodies have no experience of it.
2: Hush desires never grow Take your chances